You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Tune into the Unapologetic Podcast with lifestyle, wellness, entertainment, and cultural commentary geared towards bridging the gap between millennials and Gen Xers. Subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes, as well as its online presence at www.unapologeticallyus.com. My name is Teresa Fitzhenley, and I play Fiji Kavanaugh on Midnight Texas. You are now listening to those Black Girl Nerds podcast. This is Corey Bowles. You're listening to Black Girl Nerds. Hi, this is Rachel True, and you are listening to the Black Girl Nerds podcast. Hi, this is Liz Femi. I'm an actress co-starring on Send Me, an original web series, and you're listening to the Black Girl Nerds podcast. This is Simone Missick, and I am Misty Knight, and you are listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. episode is brought to you by Every Town for Gun Safety. Hi, this is Devette with Black Girl Nerds and I want to bring something to your attention. This Friday is National Gun Violence Awareness Day and the start of Wear Orange Weekend. And people around the country are coming together with a simple message. There's more we can do to end gun violence. Orange is the defining color of the gun violence prevention movement. And every year, Every Town for Gun Safety and a broad coalition of partners call on Americans to wear orange for National Gun Violence Awareness Day, both to honor the more than 90 lives cut short and the hundreds more wounded by gun violence every day, and to demand action towards a future free from gun violence. Join the movement by wearing orange this Friday, June 1st, and please post your pictures online using the hashtag WearOrange to show the world you're committed to ending gun violence in every community. You can also go to Everytown's website at www.everytown.org to find an event for Wear Orange Weekend of Action. Together, we can stand up, speak out, and wear orange to raise awareness about gun violence. In this week's episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast, Devette and Cheryl talk about the royal wedding. The wedding that everybody was watching and everyone had an opinion about. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. BGN 143, the royal wedding. Hey, this is Devette. And this is Cheryl Collins. We are both correspondents with Black Girl Nerds. Welcome to the podcast. And today's subject is the royal wedding. Yay! 
<laughs> Princess Megan, Princess Megan, Princess Megan. I don't Duchess. care what anybody said. Duchess, whatever. She's a princess. <laughs> So, um, so we're going to talk about uh, the wedding, kind of before, during, and after. I, I, I I'm still excited. I, I'm still I have excited. to admit, I am too. Yeah. Uh, you and I are different, Devet, because you were hyped all the way leading up to the wedding. Mm-hmm. And although I was, you know, I was happy, but I wasn't. I wasn't going to get up at four in the morning. <laughs> I wasn't going to, you know. But when I did get up and I saw the rebroadcast of the wedding, I then too became hyped because yeah. it was so breathtakingly wonderful. And see, I think that's that's indicative of a lot of people who had the same thing. Because I, you know, I was just like the wedding. Yes, I'm gonna be there. I don't care if anybody else is. Mm-hmm. I'm just like looking. It's like when are they gonna tell you who's gonna design the dress? And I'm just like so excited about the whole thing because I'm an Anglophile. I can't help that. I love all things British and UK. It's just in my blood. Mom's same way, and she stayed up with me too to watch it. So, but um, yeah, I think that happened with a lot of people. I think a lot of people said, yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. I'll just watch, you know, the rerun. I'm sure it's going to be beautiful. And the hype, I mean, it just, I mean, it just, it was like a snowball. It was like a nice size snowball. And then it just was rolling down the hill as people started to see, you know, either joined in on the broadcast or saw the rebroadcast. And it was almost more uh, coverage and excitement and commentary after the wedding, as people were starting to join in on it. Well, I think I was really surprised at how much Megan's background influenced what we saw. Mm-hmm. I was so surprised by the choir, the preacher. I mean, it was really, after watching it, I was like, this was like a black wedding. No kidding. <laughs> this, wedding, this wedding was blacker than anybody imagined it would be. I think it and took a lot of people by surprise. It did. And in, in, in a way, it was the it was a perfect melding of the two cultures. Yes. It was all the pomp and circumstance and long, boring stuff that goes along with being British in the British royal, royal family. Yeah. And then the hipness of this <laughs> young black female marrying into the family stand by me (laughs) you know yeah and the black preacher and the white (laughs) folks were not ready for the black preacher (laughs) they were not ready all the rest of us were like you go you go preacher preach preacher preach you know and and then when they would get a close up of the white people, they were like, uh, "Oh, that's interesting! Um, oh my goodness! How much longer?" <laughs> like, girl, you better sit down. I was you like, better have yourself a time. I had to say, it was like when I was doing, I was doing the live tweet for BGN that night, and mom was with me, and um, I was watching it. I was prepared for a royal wedding. I, you know, I remember Diana's wedding right after mm-hmm. I got out of college. My mom and I stayed up and watched it on American television way back then. I saw I saw Kate's wedding. Uh, I I love that kind of stuff. Sarah so, Ferguson's Sarah wedding. Sarah Ferguson's mm-hmm. wedding. So mm-hmm. I was I was actually you know I was prepared for a long you know ceremony, somewhat boring but beautiful, etc. And I'm watching this thing going, huh? What? Huh? 
Hey, mm-hmm. all right. And mm-hmm. I mean, when the choir started singing Stand By Me, I was like, am I watching Love Actually? Did I <laughs> switch over or something? This is not what mm-hmm. I was expecting. And I just, my gosh, I was just, I was overcome with, and when the preacher started preaching, my daddy was a preacher, okay? My dad was a Baptist preacher, so I And I, I got know. two uncles that are preachers, yes. so we we, and we grew up in it, you know, mm-hmm. we know. And he started, you know, he started out kind of quiet, and then he started going, and I'm just like, oh my God, he's going to preach. He's going to preach, mm-hmm. and they are not prepared mm-hmm. for this. They are not. And I was sitting back, and he started quoting the lines from There's a Bomb in Gilead, and my mom's sitting next to me, and she's saying the words with him. I thought, we're in church. We are in church. And then what I found myself doing, like I said, I was like, okay, the wedding, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy for them. And But I wasn't paying a lot of attention to it. Mm-hmm. As I was watching it, I was like, am I crying? Yeah. <laughs> no. Is there a tear coming down my... The beautifulness of everything. Every just, moment. Everything kind of came together. And I think part of it is because of the world we're living in right now, mm-hmm. where there is so much hate and strife and ugliness. Mm-hmm. To see two completely different cultures come together and love, love. and the beauty of each of the cultures on display for all to see. That's what kind of got to me. And then I saw, I think I saw William bite his lip Harry. a little. I mean, Harry. yeah, Harry he bite did. his lip a little bit when he, he looked did. at his bride. And I was like, oh. He did. And so the girl in me, because mm-hmm. every woman wants to be looked at. The way Harry looked at me. Yeah. Every woman wants to be looked at that way. And mm-hmm. um, and I think that's when it really started to get to me. You want that man to look at you and think that you are the most gorgeous creature he has ever seen. Yes. And I've been to weddings like that where when the groom saw his wife coming down the aisle, the groom just broke down. Yeah. And it is just so, um, it is such an, a strong emotion mm-hmm. in the whole room when that happens. Because that's what you want. You want to marry your soulmate, your best friend, and someone who thinks that you are just everything. You're, you're all mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And that was so evident in his, I mean, I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm watching this and I'm, I'm live tweeting it. And I saw him look at her. She was walking down the aisle, and the camera was on him, and the look on his face, I was like, oh, my God, he really loves her. He really loves her. And when's the last time we saw that? Well, I see it in the morning. No, the (laughs) last time we saw it in a royal wedding. Oh, I... It's been I'm going to assume that William... I mean, I did you know, it was there. But, I mean, that was such naked emotion on his face. Mm -hmm. That he couldn't even hide it. And yes, he did shed a tear mm-hmm. at one point. And I saw him like wiping his eyes away. And then I and then was I saw her it. reach for his hand. Yes. And, and it was it was And really... she was the epitome of grace and beauty. And I mean, just the two of them up there, it was like real hope for the future. And just I like saw right I, there. I saw the difference between Diana, who was a mm-hmm. 19-year-old girl yeah. when she yeah. got married. Yeah. And Megan, who was a 36-year-old woman when she got married, a divorcee, and who knows what she wants and knows what she's doing. 
And uh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I think that's that's true, too, because, I mean, you want to look, you know, I'm... Oh, okay, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but I just mm-hmm. wanted to say one quick thing about the difference between Diana and uh, and and Megan's dresses. Diana's dress, and and I actually had uh, a chance to look at some commentary from uh, a British uh, designer of wedding dresses, and whose name I can't remember right now, but I will make sure that it's noted in the notes. Or uh, uh, is that? Uh, Diana's dress was a princess dress. Yes. It was like a very, it was like a little girl's idea of what a princess, of, of what a princess yes. should be. And, and that's she was what only I'm saying. 19. Yeah. She was, was like 19. 19. Mm-hmm. And she, she had lace and mm-hmm. just you know, the big, beautiful, you the, know, gown. It's like big the Cinderella dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, whereas Megan's was a woman, elegant, a grown, a woman, grown woman who said, yeah. I look best. And it was just wonderful silk Simple. and just. Very clean lines, and I mean, just really nice. And actually, I I have to say, Kate's dress was similar. I think Kate was, um, there was a little more probably nod to a kind of more traditional thing with the lace around her collar and everything. Maybe it was a little more modest, uh, but I think Megan's was the height of sophistication, and now. This is a wedding dress for a woman um, today. Kate had to be more modest because she's yes. going to be the queen. Yes. yes. And um, Megan is uh, Harry's not going to unless there unless there is some horrific thing. God forbid. God forbid yeah. that happens. Harry is never going to be king. Right. And so they can relax. They can relax. <laughs> and, and and you can see that too in the just everything about everything about the wedding. And I love the fact that they said, you know, they looked at the guest list and they said, no politicians, no heads of state. This is friends and relatives and people that we want surrounding us. Although they us. are very friendly with the Obamas. They are. And they wanted to invite them. But they wanted but, to mm-hmm, keep with that. That's mm-hmm. what they said. They said and the Obamas understood that. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. And that's the wonderful thing about them. Mm-hmm. You know, of course they would understand. It's like, we'll see you guys on holidays mm-hmm. soon. You know, I mean, and I want to see those pictures. Can mm-hmm. I just say, when they vacation together, I want the pictures. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, yeah, I just think, that's something about they have the freedom to make these choices. They are not afraid to make these choices. They, you know, they said how the wedding, the whole thing was going to go with the people who were participating, the clergymen, the the musicians, and their guest list. I mean, I have to say, Idris was there. Yeah, Idris was there. Idris and oh, Oprah. Oprah. Queen Oprah. I mean, there's some royalty in the right. audience. So she walked in, and I was just like, "Wow!" I see. That's probably the only person who can walk into walk amongst the royals and almost be kind of like, I don't want to do any sacrilege here, appear. Mm-hmm. She can hold her head up and mm-hmm. look around and go, "Yes, yes, <laughs> I'm among, I'm among mine, my peers." Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> but she just like walks in, you know, and and. Um, Amal and George Clooney, which I love how the press said, Amal Clooney, attorney, uh, and her husband <laughs> in attendance. And she looked awesome in that yellow outfit mm-hmm. with the hat and everything. But they were friendly. Yes, they're and all Megan they're friends. Megan is friendly yes. with them, and they've worked on some um, political issues together. Yeah, yeah. well, she's an activist, so mm-hmm. she's come, she's rubbed shoulders with a lot of those same mm-hmm. people with those same ideas. And then when Serena and her husband showed up, and... She looks so cute, and I loved, 
I follow him on Instagram and I follow them both, but he is so much a man in love too. And this just a man who is so uh so obviously in love with his wife and his baby and he has pictures a lot of times with his baby. He was there with her and on his Instagram when they showed him he showed himself getting ready, he says, I'm going uh to the wedding of a friend of my wife's. <laughs> 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 I just thought mm-hmm. this is why we love him. And, He's so and, sweet. and what I love also is that black female beauty has finally come into its own mm. without trying to look European. Right. When we saw the Black Panther earlier this year, mm-hmm. every female in that movie, there was no straightened hair. Yeah. And there were even bald-headed women yes. and uh, and dark-skinned, beautiful women. Mm-hmm. When we went to uh, see the Black Lightning premiere a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, mm-hmm. the, all the women on that show, which is about a black superhero, are brown-skinned women, not women who are pretty because they look like European women, Mm -hmm. but beautiful brown-skinned women. Right. And one of the richest men in the world is now married to Serena and thinks he's the luckiest man in the world. This beautiful chocolate Mm -hmm. woman. He is just like, yeah, he's like... And and for us, I know we were born into a world where our... Uh, noses, lips, hair, mm-hmm. hips were something to be ashamed of. Yeah. Something yeah. to hate about ourselves. Try to Something fix. to, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that our level of beauty was on the low end of the totem pole. Right. And I even come from a very fair skinned black family. Mm-hmm. And the fairness of your skin and the waviness of your hair was how you were put above brown-skinned girls yep. because you look more like white women, so you are even considered, you know, mm-hmm. prettier because you are... And I just love that we're living in a time now that we live long enough to see everything. Yeah, like that, that it's all good. Fair mm-hmm. skin, dark skin, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that black women represent, you know, a rainbow of shades. But nappy hair. And I'm nappy glad hair. that's embraced. <laughs> yes, I'm yes. happy to be nappy is a mm-hmm. button that I wear or that was on my refrigerator <laughs> for years. Uh-huh. Or or our big old hips, girl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. used to... I used to be so upset because I couldn't get into the designer jeans. Yeah, me too. When we were teens, we couldn't get into the design. They were not designed for our hips. No. We couldn't even get them up past the middle of our thighs. Yeah. I wanted to wear those five and ones for boys, you know, Mm -hmm. like like my friends were wearing. And I was like, my butt will not allow it. My hips will not allow it. And I thought that was unattractive. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I remember going to the dentist and him saying, what are these bumps inside your jaw? You must have sucked your your jaw when you were a child. And I didn't, I've never been inside of anybody else's mouth. I thought everybody (laughs) had these bumps. And then I sat and thought about it the vet and Mm -hmm. I cried. Mm. Because when I was in an elementary school, I was teased so much about my big lips that I would sit Ah. in school all day sucking the inside of my jaw, trying to make my big lips appear 
smaller. Mm. And here we live in 2018 now. Everybody wants our yeah, lips. Everybody to... wants our butts. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> wants, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yes. so that's what I think is um, also beautiful, that Megan's guest list. Honey, there was some hips in that there room. Was, yes, there were. You know. All, all over the place. All over the yeah, place. Yeah. And, it, and, they're, and they are considered some of the most beautiful women in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking... Uh, it was, uh, Bringing up the whole the idea of you know African American or African female beauty, uh, some people were saying that there there were some uh, some talk about Megan's color mm-hmm. since she's so fair skinned, mm-hmm. and they were saying oh you know this isn't necessarily a blow for African American or African beauty I'd say African beauty um, but I'm saying you don't really get it it's like the whole point is the fact it doesn't matter what shade you are. She is a black woman, and she, she is. is you know her. Look at her mother, and and say don't don't talk about her color. Her her the shade of her skin doesn't matter. It's like Harry didn't fall in love with the shade of her skin. Mm-hmm. He fell in love with the beautiful woman inside. This beautiful woman who happens to be African American. Oh, I remember traveling in France years ago. And the French people kept saying to me, why do you call yourself black? Why do you call yourself black? What is, what is this black, black, black? I said, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. They said, you're not black. I said, then what am I? They said, you're Métisse, Métisse. I said, what does that mean? They said, half, half. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm from the United States of America. <laughs> and when you're from there... One drop <laughs> yeah. defines your blackness. Mm-hmm. And I'm black. Mm-hmm. I've always been black. My parents, both my parents are black. My grandparents are black. Mm-hmm. And I might not look black to you, mm-hmm. but in America, I'm considered black. Well, and it's funny, too, that there is a... It's the, the funny debate online that you see on Twitter and that kind of thing is that when we say, okay, Megan is a black princess. And I made up this, this one tweet and it went so pseudo viral mm-hmm. where I said, Megan is a black, black princess. Megan is a black princess. And there were all these like, of course, negative little comments going, um, she's only half black. She's only half black. She's half white, like Obama. And I'm like, and your point is, <laughs> because these same people are the ones who tried to say, well, if you have a drop of black blood, you're black. Except when it benefits them. That's it's right. like when they have somebody like an Obama or a mayor or whatever, and they want to say, no, no, oh, no, 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 they're, they're not half. really black. Mm-hmm. They're only half black. They're half mm-hmm. white. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's that mm-hmm. in the air. All right, so we're back to the wedding. And um, the ceremony... I I I kind of lost it when I saw the babies. When I saw her, all those little kids come out of the car with her and holding up the train. And um, she chose not to have bridesmaids and and I guess groomsmen because she didn't want to try and choose amongst her friends. Oh, that's what happened to me on my wedding. Yeah, yeah. I um I would not. I didn't. The only bridesmaids I had were my sisters. Oh. And That's my, good. And my baby sister was my was my maid of honor, and my other sister was my bride, because I did not want to choose between the women. Yeah, I didn't want to have those fights. I didn't want to hear it. So yeah, mm-hmm. I actually I had a compromise. Uh, 
the women who were my closest friends, who were like my sisters, I didn't have them as bridesmaids per se. I did uh, had them performing the, because they were married. Mm-hmm. So I I had them uh, one played the guitar, one sang, one read a poem, uh, and then the other women who were actual bridesmaids were like my single younger newer friends and so they all got except for one the my maid of honor was actually my stage manager because we had it in a theater where we met and i i said i needed a maid of honor who really knew how to run a show and that was uh so we we did that with her but you don't have sisters i have no sisters mm-hmm. i have no except sisters. for me i'm your sister yes, now you're sister, <laughs> and i didn't know you then <laughs> but uh the women who were closest to me who i did consider like my sisters i just said you guys you do something. I want you to be a part of this. And, and so that was great. So I understand Megan's dilemma. I think it was a great, uh, decision because all those little like Royal babies, (laughs) they were so cute and they were so earnest and they were so good at what they did, you know? So I thought that was excellent. And then, um, okay. That was like, Probably one of my favorite moments. What was one of your favorite moments? I think one of my favorite moments was, like I said, um, Harry, when he looked at her. Yeah. And then um, the love, the love sermon by the uh, Episcopal priest from Chicago, Illinois. Yep. um, Reverend Michael. He's a bishop. He is a bishop, but he is a reverend. Reverend Michael Curry. He was just extraordinary. And his message went all across the world Mm -hmm. and was received because we are so starving in this day and age of Trump and meanness and enemies and talking about people while they're on their deathbed and just all the horror that is going on around us. That that message of love was so received around the world yeah. and the power of it was so taken in. I think when I burst into tears was when he said something to the effect of when there's love in the world, there will be no more starving children. That yeah. just really got to me. Yep. Yeah, the his yeah, I, the the message was amazing and uh, in that I mean nobody was expecting that. Nobody was expecting that and uh but I said at the time I said you don't you don't invite a a, a, preacher, a preacher, you know, especially a black preacher to preach to the world and not expect a sermon because that's exactly what he gave us and yes, the message of love so needed right now. I honestly, yeah, I mean, I choked up when he started talking about uh, the power of love. And he talked about the power of love brought all of these people. It's like two two young people are in love and, and that drew everybody there that day to see that. And I just thought, I I wanted to I wanted him to preach longer and I, I just like I think, I think he was given five minutes yeah. and he spoke for sixteen. <laughs> yeah. So he did speak triple the amount of time he was supposed to be allotted. But I've been to many an affair where the preachers that were on the dais were each given two minutes to say <laughs> something, 
And that did not work. It never works. No, it doesn't. It never works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm And then glad. they're starting to try to outdo one another. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very, very difficult. Yeah. But it was, it was so beautiful and so well received. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I love the fact that, you know, Harry and Megan seem perfectly happy with it. And I think it's like, there was a little little looking around amongst the people who aren't necessarily used to that. But I think everybody black in the audience was like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been there. <laughs> and I think my tweet on the, on that was, uh, something to affect the white people are, are thinking, uh, it, is he going to stop anytime soon? And the black people are like, he's just getting warmed up. And start, they take off their shoes, start munching on cookies. I'm going to tell you something. You know? <laughs> We're very, very, very lucky that we didn't start hearing stuff like, amen. Yeah. <laughs> Preach, preacher, preach, preacher, preach. <laughs> say that, say that. <laughs> we are very yeah. lucky we didn't start hearing somebody, somebody okay. standing up, waving their handkerchief in the air. Go now, go. <laughs> we are very, very, very lucky yeah. we didn't see all of that, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, um, also, I can always say another good moment for me and for everybody was the young cellist. Oh. oh my God! That I saw angel music. I saw a story on CBS this morning, yes. the day after the wedding. Yeah. He comes from a phenomenal family. Uh, they carry both the mother's name and the father's name. They are called the Canon Canai Canai. How do you say that? Why Kenna Kenna Mason. Kenna Mason. Kenna Mason. Yes, yes. And he is one of seven children, and all of them are musical geniuses. All of them are musical geniuses. <laughs> Three of them go to the Royal Academy of Music. On scholarship, that's how wonderful they all are. They are have been given scholarships to come. They ride a train every morning for wow. a couple of hours into London. Wow. And they sleep on the train, and then they walk to school. They go to school, and then they sleep on the train on the way home. And they, um, three of them are in the Royal Academy of Music, The next three are in the Junior Royal Academy (laughs) of Music. That's how wonderful they are. There are cellists, violinists, pianists. There are, they, they are, they run the gamut. They were on Britain's Got Talent in 2015 and made it to the final round. And Simon was quoted as saying, I believe you are the most talented family in the world. I don't think he's lying. I mean, look at um, that cellist has an album out right now that is topping in the top twenty of the classical charts and also in the top twenty of the pop charts <laughs> because he does a cellist rendition of Bob Marley's "No Woman, No Cry." <laughs> and if you have not heard it. Please do not pass. Go do not collect $200. Go directly to YouTube and listen to this. It is spectacular. And this family gave me life. 
The baby is coming up now and she's starting to join them on some things. This cellist that we saw, he's 19 Mm -hmm. right now. When he was 16, he won the BBC's Young Musicians Award. He is the first black person to ever win it. They have gotten so many firsts in that family. I just want everybody to remember the name Kenna Mason. Kenna Mason. Uh, Because you are going to hear more and more and more and more about them. They are spectacularly talented. This is how uh, much of an impact this kid made. Uh, If you go in Google right now and type in cellist, his name is the only one that comes up. Mm -hmm. It's like, is his name, his videos. It's not, I mean, uh, and his name is Sheku. Sheku Mm -hmm. is his first name. That's right. And the whole, again, the whole family is very talented. And the littlest one, little girl, she plays the cello too. And what did they, didn't they ask her, are you as, are you as good a cellist as your brother? He said that he's going to train her to surpass him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when they asked her, it's like, are you going to be as good as your brother? She says, yes, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, <laughs> they <laughs> practice on weekdays. They practice two to three hours a day. And on the weekends, they practice six to seven hours a day. Yeah. And the windows are open at the house. And sometimes when they get through pra- all practicing and doing songs together, mm-hmm. they hear the neighbors applauding. Yes. Mm-hmm. They said they've never had a complaint. Mm-hmm. I know I wouldn't. If mm-hmm. I were a neighbor, I would just be like waiting for practice time going, okay. This will be fun. (laughs) I would buy a lawn chair and a picnic basket and camp outside their window. (laughs) When they're on practice days, they are just amazing. I am not... I am not a big fan of classical music. Mm -hmm. But you know what I am a big fan of? Mm -hmm. Excellence. Yes. I don't like opera. But when I hear someone who's excellent at Mm -hmm. opera, I... Enjoy it, and yes. I applaud it. Yeah, and yeah. I, like I said, I'm not a huge classical music person, but they are all so superb. They are. They make you stop and listen to what they're doing and appreciate it. And see, I think that was that's just one more aspect of the wedding that <clears throat> that made it such a joy to watch is like the level of excellence across the board of all of the people represented. Uh, we also had the choirs. We had two choirs. There was the the chapel choir, I believe the St. Peter's Choir. I, I don't know. I, I'll have mm-hmm. to look it up. But then there was the Kingdom Choir. Mm-hmm. The and, Kingdom Gospel yes, Choir. Yes, the Kingdom Gospel Choir. Mm-hmm. And this they're UK-based, of course, still, but... They, they sang, sang an American song. They sang Stand By Me. By Benny King. And it was... I mean, I was sitting there when it was happening, and I was going, "They're singing Stand By Me." And isn't that? But isn't that a? I'd never thought of that as a wedding song, and now I can't think of anything else. I know, and I've been humming it since the way I just it keeps popping into my head. Stand by me, and so perfect, perfect, perfect. But just the idea that this American pop song is being sung here Mm -hmm. now—it's just like this is the world. This is. This is the beauty of the world that we live in now. There is a lot of ugliness right now, but the beauty is represented in those wonderful little moments right there. And I just love the fact that so many of them were contained in this ceremony. It was unprecedented, Mm -hmm. simply unprecedented. Mm -hmm. And I think that it, it was just, it was a way for people to find 
common ground. And I, I don't know if that was their intent. I think they just wanted to have a beautiful wedding that they that they would enjoy and that mm-hmm. everybody assembled would enjoy to be a part of. But that's the that is the what synergy, happened. the synergy that came yeah. together. Yes. And it was so many different types of black people because it yeah. was a UK gospel choir mm-hmm. singing an American R and B song. Mm-hmm. It was a black preacher from Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was a black chaplain from Jamaica. Jamaica. Rose uh, Hudson Wilkins. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she is the she was the Queen's what chaplain. The, the Queen's chaplain. And she is the chaplain to the uh what do they say? The, 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 ha- the House of Commons? Yes. The House, the House of Commons. Look. But I mean, and this was this beautiful African uh, or Jamaican mm-hmm. woman with this haircut like mine, which is like Wakandan influence. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Like, and it was just, yeah, so it was across the board, just this wonderful mix <clears throat> of what they might consider or some people might consider tradition, traditional, mm-hmm. which you might see at a traditional royal wedding, and that just turned everything on its head with this wonderful well, rainbow I just of really, talent. I also love that black is black is black because mm-hmm. all the different black people from different areas of the world. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up, you know, when we were growing up, you couldn't watch an awards show that Debbie Allen didn't court, uh, choreograph, yeah. right? Yep, it was yep, like yep, the yep. law. Yeah, Debbie yeah, yeah. Allen had to choreograph <laughs> every award show that came on TV. <laughs> yeah. But one that she did, I don't know what it was for. But she put hip-hop dancers next to traditional African dancers from South Africa. And the moves were so similar that I started screaming (laughs) because I thought to myself, 400 years, 400 years in this country, and they didn't beat the drums out of us. Mm, yes. And that we still move the same way these African ancestors mm-hmm. are moving. Mm-hmm. And it makes me, and I bring that around to this wedding because I saw black people from different parts of the world, but I felt such a synergy and a oneness with this Jamaican chaplain mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this. Uh, English gospel choir Mm -hmm. and this black preacher from Chicago and all of the guests and and the classical music musician. Mm -hmm. It was just like, wow. It was just black excellence on display for me. And it just and really... And the bride. And the bride. There you the, go. The, the, bride. The, 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 the most beautiful bride. Yes, yes, yes. You yes. know, and uh, it was just all... And they all came together because of this girl, this beautiful girl, and this wonderful man. I've always thought Harry was the most fun person <laughs> so in the whole royal family. I was just like, there's all these... I think there are all these black women all over now going... Hmm, I never thought about a ginger, but <laughs> huh, I might have to start looking around a little bit. You, you know? know, I had one of my favorite quotes, and I texted to you after I heard it because it was so powerful to me. Oh. But I saw a uh, news correspondent on NBC after the wedding rebroadcast went off, and he quoted Diana. And he said, Diana said, 
when she was in the middle of leaving the family, divorcing, and she said, this royal family has got to change. And he said, and isn't it amazing that all these years later, her son, Diana's son, is the one that brought the change wow. to the world royal family. Yeah. And I thought, man, that is so powerful. It is. I mean, I think Harry is such... Well, and I said to say William, too. William is, is a good... They're both good boys. Mm -hmm. I would say good boys, young men. Uh, but Harry has always been, I think, that heart of Diana. And, you know, everything, his outreach, his uh, feel for world causes and, and that kind of thing, which is really what brought him, him and Meghan together. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that she said that if they have to change, they couldn't help but change. Harry and William were going to make that happen for their mother. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad they did. And it's funny too. It's like, um, I was thinking about the fact that Megan's father couldn't walk her down the aisle. And I hate the fact that the press, uh, or at least one faction of the press tried to make a scandal where there was no scandal. Um, they tried to make this something tawdry and it was just something sad. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I love the fact that Charles stepped up, stepped up and mm -hmm. walked her down the aisle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have issues with Charles and, Oh, I got a lot of issues and, uh, with Charles. The current, mm -hmm. the Mrs. Mm -hmm. uh, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I do like the fact that all of that seemed at least for the moment for not if not forgotten, put in its proper place. That situation is a part of the past and mistakes that were made and but all Girl, of those mistakes gave I was us... just glad it was the white side of the family <laughs> that was bringing all the drama. Okay? Yeah. I was just I was just like, yes, it's the white side. It's the white side, y'all. Well, I know it's funny because I saw the 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 made for TV movie cuz this is how much I was into this. Mm -hmm. I actually watched the movie, the the Hallmark or whatever, Lifetime movie of uh, Megan and Harry's uh, and courtship. I know mm -hmm. courtship, mm -hmm. and I know that they, you know, a lot of that stuff was just dramatic license. Mm -hmm. But there was a, a part where Megan is talking about, um, you know, the difficulties in her family situation, and you know, uh, you know, all of this, like I suppose, it, I don't uh, uh, awkwardness in the family, and the you know, the pain of, of people who don't like each other, and that kind mm -hmm. of thing. And and like Harry's looking at her, have you met my family? <laughs> like, <laughs> And I wanted to say, yeah, there is nothing going on on her side mm -hmm. that isn't absolutely like comparable. Uh, yes, mm -hmm. e uh, mm -hmm. eclipsed. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I am too. Also glad that um, that, that uh, it was on that side of the family. But all of that said, I was saying everything that happened, things happened. I don't know if things happened for a reason, but for for however it happened, uh, it gave us Harry in his current form, and that. You know, and that's what Megan saw and fell in love with. That's what he, you know, and he fell in love with her. All of the pain, at least there is this this joy. And um, somewhere, and I truly believe, you know, that uh, Diana is, is giving a big sigh of relief for both boys. Mm -hmm. You know, saying, mm -hmm. okay. My I'm babies good. turned out all right. Yes, they did. My babies so. turned out all right. And mm -hmm. babies... 
want I want some royal black babies. That was one of the things I tweeted. I said, okay, <laughs> now we have the wedding. I want some royal black babies as soon as possible, please. Uh, <laughs> so I cannot wait. I think Christmas may be too soon to hope, but definitely by springtime, I want to see like one little plump. Ginger hair, dark skin baby. <laughs> oh Lord! Oh Lord! <laughs> well, maybe not all of that, but whatever we get, I'm sure that they're gonna hit. They're heading in that direction pretty soon. Did you? I don't know if they you have saw to. It. They have to. Well, yeah, they do. But mm-hmm. what's the? Uh, did you see the SNL sketch? Oh yes. And so I love the part where they had the Kate, and she says, "I've basically been pregnant for the last five the last years. Six years. Yeah, yes. last six years. Give me a glass of champagne." Yeah. <laughs> and then they show William with a little baby and a snuggie. You know, mm-hmm. busting a move, busting Bustin a, a move with yeah. the baby and the snuggie on. Yeah. Until his mom saw, his grandma saw, mm-hmm. and he says, "Oh no, mm-hmm. okay, Nana saw us. Okay, no, oh no." <laughs> So anyway, um, and they had the preacher on the news on the SNL news. Oh, I did. Keenan Keenan played the preacher. Oh, (laughs) and it was hysterical too. Yes, Yes. it was hysterical too. SNL did a good job. Yeah, really quickly too, considering. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, I think that's really it. It was a beautiful time for everyone. I think. um, I think. It's interesting that it has been a kind of build since the wedding. It's like people are talking about it more almost, uh, you know, more now than they did before. There's but just it's so much because that of, it. of that love and yeah. because of that synergy and because of the blackness of the wedding and the Englishness mm-hmm. of the wedding. Mm-hmm. It's more hyped after the fact than before the fact. You know, um, Diana's wedding was, oh, my God, hyped. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, was it and hyped. And that was hype in a time when hype didn't really right. happen. But, it, it, but afterwards, yeah. there was almost, there was just this kind of almost letdown. It had been mm. so overhyped. Yeah, yeah. And now, because this wasn't hyped at the front, mm-hmm. it was, it, and because it was so magnificent, mm-hmm. the hype came up. afterwards. Right? I know. Yeah. I'm one of the ones that hopped on the bandwagon late. You know, it, it, it's it's because it's that's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is such a beautiful thing. It's not just a royal wedding. And I know that there are people out there who like hate all the whole pomp and circumstances, and you know, and there are plenty of naysayers out there who are, you know, ready to spew, like, racist uh, crap and and also, you know, just stuff against the royal wedding, uh, the royal family and stuff. And I'm just, you know, I just say to them, you know, who cares? Nobody's listening to you. Nobody cares about your garbage and the nastiness. Everybody right now is just seeing think- two people in love and a woman who is carrying herself with such grace and, and dignity, and dignity um, you know, while all this other crap is coming her way. And she does it because she's got a strong man with her who's like, you know... Uh, who said uh, to the world, this is who I choose. Yeah. This is yeah, who I choose yeah. to love. And that's all you need. And invited the ex-girlfriends to the wedding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. that was like- I loved it at that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, I mean, that's like that's a classy move. Mm-hmm. And just like the fact Very. that they showed up, that shows you know that these women were actually um, unless they were sitting there like this. Because I've yeah. gotten parts <laughs> from women that didn't think that they de- I deserved the part, <laughs> yes. and they come and sit in the audience and they have that look on their face <laughs> like they've been sucking on lemons all day, <laughs> like they're trying to say it's like, yeah, yeah, right. All right. Mm-hmm. No, I I would hope. Not, mm-hmm. but if they did, I feel bad for them. They need to find somebody to love them like Harry loves 
Megan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, is that it? What do you wanna... Let, I, I think uh, you already have. I think I need to go out and find someone to love me like that now. <laughs> I think that's how we end this show. Find love for Cheryl. <laughs> you heard it. This is we, need, we need some stand-up guy out there to go. Cheryl's this wonderful person. So Tell him I'm six it. feet tall. She, she's six feet tall. So let's get some tall dudes out there to come and say, yes, I'm going to look at, I'm going to treat you the way Harry treats <laughs> Megan. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys uh, for joining us. Please feel free to, uh, you know, comment, send us some comments your way about, you know, what your experience was with the wedding. And, uh, you know, if you, if you have, you know, if you don't like it for whatever reason, I mean, we welcome all comments, but. Um, I, again, know. though, I think that uh, this message mm-hmm. overwhelmed all the naysayers. I think so too. Of course there are going to be naysayers, but I think the message and the love overwhelmed everything and it was just what we needed so bad at this time. And it's so nice to look out there when we look at all the horribleness out there and see that, yeah, love, love actually does conquer all. What did, what did the reverend say? Love is the way? Love Love, love is is the way. And that's a wrap. Uh, Thanks for joining. I'm Devette. We're with Black Girl Nerds. Single Cheryl. (laughs) We're with Black Girl Nerds. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Everytown for Gun Safety. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Brodnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.